Igor Chinikov has been an electric name in the Blue Jackets organization since the night he was drafted. We'll tell you why he's been such an electric name in his season review today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilshorn, and with me is my co-host, Jay Foster, here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets, free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the Sirius XM app. Igor Chinikov was drafted 21st overall in the 2020 NHL Draft, and he sent a shockwave his name sent a shockwave on draft night jay everybody that is a blue jackets fan that was paying attention to that draft remembers when his name was called all of the tv experts who we love to critique just went scrambling even the ones that did a good job pretending like they knew what they were talking about i'm talking about the crew over at nbc they did the best job covering their tracks they still didn't know what they were talking about you hear him say Igor Chinikov, and they're like you hear paper papers you know ruffling and they're talking about this guy that's that was scary as a fan on that draft night because you're like okay Either we got a guy that nobody else saw and Yarmo's just a beast or we got an absolute nobody and there's a reason why nobody why he got completely overlooked. But honestly, Jay, the, the second after we drafted him and I started watching some of his highlights in the KHL, I was like, I see what Yarmo's seeing. This guy's got a lot of skill, a lot of pure goal scorer in him. And just right off the bat, when he got to Columbus, that was displayed immediately. So we saw the upside, and Blue Jackets fans were very, very happy with that draft pick. Through two seasons, Jay, I still like the pick. Do you still like the Igor Chinikov 21st overall pick? I think so, yeah. I'm just going to pull up the um, the, 20, the 2020 draft, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. COVID, um, yeah, because everybody see, was separated, yeah. Him because I was exactly the same, so that was my first draft with Locked on Blue Jackets, and I was so excited. I'd done a bunch of research on a guy that I think basically everyone thought was going to go uh, to the Blue Jackets, uh, Hendricks Lapierre. Did a ton of research. I was ready to jump on the live show that Locked on was doing, talk about him, and then the Blue Jackets drafted a guy that I had never heard of, and uh, most of the prospect experts had never heard of. So um, for people who don't know, Igor Chinikov was drafted as an overager. So this was his second year in the draft. Um, I don't know when the last time an overager was taken in the first round of the draft. Um, but I, I don't know. I still, I still really like this pick. Um, looking at some of the players that went uh, behind him, uh, Jake Neighbors for St. Louis is uh, is a pretty notable one. He's got uh, twelve points in fifty two games for St. Louis. Uh, Chinikov has twenty seven points in ninety two games for Blue Jackets. So, like, I'm bad at math, but that feels like it's around kind of comparable. Um, and then, like, I'm looking, and there's not really like Thomas Bordalo going in the second round to San Jose. Thomas Bordalo would look real nice on this team about now. But I'm, I don't know. I'm looking through and it's still kind of early, but 
I'm I'm pretty happy with this pick. There's no one immediately after him that I look at and I'm like, man, we definitely should have drafted this guy. You know, um, it's not like uh, uh, Boston almost drafted Matt Bazal in whatever draft year that was. They had those three consecutive first round picks. And they were like, man, they could get Kyle Connor and Matt Bazal and one other guy with those three picks. And then they didn't draft any of those guys. So, you know, it could have been it could have been worse. But I like I like Gina a lot. I think he is maybe taking a little bit longer to get used to the NHL that I personally would like. Like I said, he's only 92 games in, um, but he is, I think, really kind of emblematic of. Yamo's drafting style, especially in the past couple of years, because it looks to me like in the first round, especially Yamaka Kleinert is drafting for pure skill mm-hmm. and then figuring everything else out. Igor Chunikov has a rocket of a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he figures that, like when he figures that out, I think he's going to be dangerous. He just hasn't quite figured it out yet. But I like Chunikov a lot. I think he's got some potential. I'm just not sure what his ceiling is right now. I'd say he's got just going back to his shot, his little snapshot he's got. I think he's got that pretty much down to a T because he can score that from just about anywhere on the ice. In fact, he seems to really like to score it up near the blue line. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're doing a little transition pass up there and he's just like, I'm just going to send this at the net and it goes in. That's awesome. I love those kind of goals because it's like, okay, I really didn't expect to get one there. That's OG right there. That's like, that's Steph. That's Steph Curry for to me. Like it's for those who don't understand maybe what Chinikov is to me. He has that range of goal scoring ability. Like he's actually scoring goals at the blue line, little snap bombs that are getting past the goalie. It's working, and he's doing that all over the ice too. He's got a pure shot. I don't know. I don't know if that's something that he worked on as a kid. Clearly, he spent a lot of time practicing it because his wrist shot his snapshot are absolutely fire like he has a ton a ton of speed on those shots they are totally lethal you saw this when he played in the khl can he bring some other skill along with him again jay i think that's where you as a fan and me as well have seen he could grow in that area i think he could grow maybe in his passing i think he could grow maybe in his defense he's a winger so it's not necessarily a priority but we know jay i mean the blue jackets are bringing a ton of offensive players so somebody needs to pick up some defensive responsibility maybe that's chinikov this past year i don't know we got a new coach and will he fit in the babcock system where he likes to possess the puck i absolutely think he will because a team that possesses the puck means that they're passing it a lot and Chinikov can score quick goals off little tiny passes. And I think that's very, very dangerous. And I want to keep that around. What do you say to that? Do you, you like that? You like his, yeah, his shots I think, too? I was thinking about that actually. I was trying to decide how, and that's kind of the, the lens of which I'm looking at the Blue Jackets going forward is which players are going to succeed under Babcock because that's that's just how this this season is going to go. If players succeed under Babcock, they're going to have good seasons. If they clash with Babcock, then probably they then maybe they won't have as good of a season. Chinakov, I feel like could go either way. Um I think his game is how do I want to put this? I think his game is good enough that if he can start strong and keep it rolling, I think he won't have any trouble. I think Chinakov might struggle if he has kind of a cold streak and then can't really kind of seem to get it back. Um, 
Chinakov has kind of been, uh, I think, for a lot of people, Chinakov has been underwhelming this past couple of seasons. Like, he only had four four goals in 30 games this season uh, before he got derailed by an ankle injury. Um, he then went to the Monsters. He only played seven games for the Monsters after coming back from that ankle injury, but he did have eight points in those seven games, which is what I would expect of a guy that is, at, like, middle six NHL caliber should be dominating in the AHL, you know? Um, but I also want to point out something, uh, which is that in the 2020-21 season, so after he was drafted, uh, he won the Best Rookie Award for the KHL, and he was also a, a KHL Gagarin Cup champion. So the Gagarin Cup is basically the Stanley Cup for the KHL. So his last season in Russia was very, very good. He had uh, five goals in 21 playoff games, and then 10 goals in 32 regular season games for Avangard Omsk. So... This is a kid that knows how to turn it on. And I say kid because, as I feel like we've been doing with every single one of these season reviews, he's only 22. He's only 22. That avant-garde Omps jersey, by the way, that I've seen around Nationwide Arena, pretty sharp. Pretty sharp. People seem to like that for some reason. People seem to like to buy. That was a big thing, like when Bobrovsky was in Columbus. People loved that. Uh, national Russian Bobrovsky jersey. It seems like people love this avant-garde Omsk Chinikov jersey. That's OG. I see, if I see that at Nationwide, I'm like, that's cool. That's really cool. I'll remind you that this episode is brought to you by Game Time. If you're stressed about buying tickets, slap yourself in the face because you shouldn't be. Get over to Game Time. They have all the events you could really need to possibly buy tickets for as far as, you know, the big boy tickets like sports, music, comedy, any sort of theater near you, not a movie theater, but any sort of those big theaters, you know, you want to take your friend out on a nice date, you go to game time. They have some great prices. I bought some NASCAR tickets earlier this year with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for 20 bucks off. That's huge. When it comes to buying tickets, download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, Igor Chinikov, like you just said before I read the game time ad, he is 22 years old, so a long future, hopefully, in the NHL for this guy because if the Blue Jackets aren't going to want to invest in that snap bomb of a shot, somebody is because he has a lot of heat on that thing. And I know that we need to see a little bit more out of him other than that, but just his shot alone, is that enough for the Blue Jackets to build off that and put that into some with elite wingers that they already have. Does he fit in the top two lines with this team? Do you see him maybe being a third or a fourth liner? What is Chinikov to you? What is his future with the Blue Jackets looking like in your mind, Jay? It's, it's really tough to say because, unfortunately for Chinikov, I think we already have a young Russian winger that does exactly what Chinikov does but I think does it better in uh, Kirill Marchenko. Um, Not to say that there can only be one young, talented Russian winger on a team, but to me, Shinikov's future with this team kind of depends on how Marchenko shakes out a little bit. Like, Marchenko obviously was bonkers this season. He was shooting at, like, 18%. um, So that's probably going to come down a little bit. Um, not too much. He was shooting at like 25% at one point in the season, and that obviously has definitely come down a little bit. But I think Chinikov is going to have to figure out how to play a more well-rounded game unless, you know, if unless he wants them to be like, well, 
we have this guy that does what you do, but better. So Chinakov needs to figure out a way to add to his scoring game. Uh, but I think he could be a very good third liner for this team. I think he's I think he's better than a fourth liner, and I don't think his game is suited to that fourth line style play that the, that the Blue Jackets tend to go with with their fourth liners. But um, yeah, I think if you have Chinakov on, on the third line and you're getting, you know, maybe 20, 25 goals out of him, uh, which if I still have my my math for um, projections. Um, That can't be right. Yeah, Chinikov was good for uh, 35 points this season if he'd played all 82 and stayed healthy. And he was good for 11 goals. So, like, maybe 20 to 25 is too much. But if you can get 15 goals out of Igor Chinikov... That's amazing. I would be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with it, too. And I think we're giving him... We're really braiding on him because he hasn't added anything to his game yet other than his shot. But like you said, he hasn't even eclipsed 100 games in the league yet. So there's still a lot unproven with this guy. He's 22. He lit up the monsters when he played, like you said, eight points in seven games. Um, but he went out in December with an ankle injury. That's I feel like that's not something that totally bothers me. And when you talk about his future, I feel like that's something that he can overcome. Now, knock on wood, hopefully he does continue to keep that thing healthy because he has had back-to-back years where he suffered an injury. I don't rem- I'm sorry I don't have his injury from his rookie year off the top, but he suffered an ankle injury last year, missed significant time all the way from December to March essentially, and then he lit it up with the monster. So I feel pretty good about what the Blue Jackets have here. I just need to see him maybe in the mixer a little bit more. Maybe if he's when he's healthy, let's put him on the top line each night because I just think that shot alone is deadly enough that I need to see what it looks like on the other end of a Goudreau pass at least once, at least once. I need to see what that looks like. I need to see what it looks like at the other end of a line, a pass. Like that's where my head is at. If I'm Mike Babcock, I'm assessing all my players here and I'm saying Krill March or I see that is a guy that is doing exactly what Chinikov <laughs> is doing. So Chinikov does need to watch out, but I'm looking at Chinikov and I'm circling Wrist shot. He's got that down. He's got the power on it. Might be the hardest on the team. Let's build off that and let's use that. Um, but let's also make you more dynamic as well. I, I do like that he had more assist than points. So that's good. And he was only minus six on the year. So it's not like he was out there just getting smoked. Mine, unfortunately, minus six is one of the better minus plus minuses I've seen yeah. on the team. Um, They're all in the like 20s, it seems like. All, all minus, which is a great golf score, but no, minus six is he's doing something out there. So he's definitely a guy I'm going to keep my eye on, Jay, for the future. Yeah, same. He's he's a guy that I think has slipped down the depth chart a little bit with the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets have added a lot of very good wingers um, in the in the draft since. I mean, so, so in terms of forwards that they've added in the draft since Chinakov, like they've added Ken, Ken Johnson, mm-hmm. ostensibly a center, but probably going to play wing. Uh, Cole Sillinger, probably a center. Um, if he can figure out his situations. Like, there's two guys that they drafted immediately after him that have already, in my opinion, eclipsed him in the draft, uh, in the, the depth chart. Beyond that, it's tough to say. I think Marchenko coming over has kind of hurt him a little bit. Um, in terms of other guys that came in after Shinikov, uh, you know, you've got guys like... Uh, 
I just don't want to accidentally name a center. <laughs> so that's why I'm not naming guys right now because I know I'm going to name a guy and someone's going to be like, that was a center that you named Hayden. Yeah. And I'm be like, dang. Uh, but yes. So like guys like James Malatesta, for example. Um, mm. Currently, Igor Chinikov is uh, for Blue Jackets. He is it's... currently the top ranked right wing on this team. Which does feel bonkers, but like guys that are also in that position, uh, Kirill Marchenko, uh, Trafik Swalansky is a right wing. Jordan Dumay plays right wing. Um, you know, if, even if you look at the left wing, there's guys like James Malatesta, uh, Dmitry Vronkov, uh, who plays both center and left wing. Um, that's what I would like to see next season, actually. Is I would like to see Babcock go with a line of Chinikov, uh, Marchenko, and Vronkov. And have like an all Russian third line. I think that could be really fun. But he's he's got some work to do if he wants to kind of stay where he is in the depth chart and not get eclipsed by you know guys like Malatesta who are going to be coming into training camp with something to prove. Yeah, he needs to watch out. I mean, I think his ninety games of NHL experience, he can definitely lean on that, and that's going to be huge. But you got a new coach coming in and he doesn't really give a rip what you've done before because it's a new system for that guy. I want to remind you about bird dogs because bird dogs make you look great. They are stretchy. They are just absolutely perfect for the summer. Their khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look, which is great because let's say you've been slacking on leg day. You put some bird dogs on and it's, just the quads look amazing instantly. That's the magic of bird dogs. Show yourself wearing bird dogs, you know, around town, and everyone's going to be like, they're going to be whistling at you. Not that you should do that to people in public, but when someone's got bird dogs on, it's kind of hard not to. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and enter the promo code locked on NHL. You get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. A free tumbler with that. Pretty cool. And you're never going to want to take your bird dogs off again. I promise you. Back to the hockey talk and back to our guy, Igor Chinikov, who is on his last deal or his last year of his deal, making 800K this year. Big, big year because, as you said, a lot of guys, you know, right behind him, Trey Fix-Wolanski, Jordan Dumay, Malatesta, there's young guns in the wing ready to, you know, climb up and make their name in the NHL. Igor Chinikov has had two seasons to try to really gain some traction, and he hasn't gained a whole ton, but the upside is there. It's, it's a prove-it year, no doubt. Where do you see his next contract value being, Jay? Because I see it being higher than 800K because I think he's going to have a good year. But what do you see? Yeah, again, it, it's tough. Like, I would like Chinikov to have a big year. Um, I think he probably will get another contract with the Blue Jackets. Um, the trick, the, the problem is, and I think this is something we talked about maybe not not last episode, but maybe the episode or, some, or two before that, the Blue Jackets have a lot of guys to re-sign next off next summer. So, uh, guys, they've just uh, extended uh, Jake Christensen, so he's off the list, which is great. Uh, he's got a contract. Jet Greaves, the very, very good uh, rookie goalie that they have, he's needs a new contract next uh, summer. Tyler Angle needs a new contract next summer, uh, and now we're getting into the now we're getting into the big boys. Uh, Nick Blankenberg needs a new contract next summer. Liam Foody, Emil Bemstrom, Cole Sillinger, Kirill Marchenko, 
Kent Johnson, Alexander Texier, Eric Robinson, and Jack Roslovic all need new contracts next summer. I don't know. I don't think all of those guys will be will be around. But Yigor Chinikov is going to have to have a big season this year if he wants to be one of those guys. I would I would guess that even if he doesn't, I think they could probably re-sign him for cheap, do like, a, again, a, a maybe two years uh, just under a mil. Um, you know, I would go up to maybe 1.25 a year for two years with Chinikov, unless he absolutely pops off this season and has like a 40-goal season and gets, you know, paid for it. But... That would be that would be my my inclination is two years at maybe one point two five, but more than likely probably around about one. Um, he's still waivers exempt, so I believe depending on how many games he plays, how many games he plays this season, I think is dependent on um, whether that contract is a one way or a two way. But we'll see. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. He'd look great in a Monsters uniform, too. I mean, he'd look better in a Monsters uniform than he would scoring goals for, like, Boston because I wonder. that would be my fear. You know, it's like we don't sign him. He goes off somewhere else. Someone, some coach develops that shot and develops him into a more well-rounded player, and he's and a, he spends a late next, bloomer. Yeah, he spends the next 15 years like, scoring big goals on the Blue Jackets. That's how, that's how it right, goes. Right. We have to remember how we got this guy, right? Nobody knew about him, okay? I feel like that's kind of where he's at in the NHL right now. Nobody knows about him. He's kind of our little secret. So I don't want that getting out. I kind of like that. I feel like, like I said, I feel like his wrist shot alone is enough to keep him in a Blue Jackets jersey for at least another two years after this year, whatever he does this year. I'm already willing to commit to another two years, but he does have to clean up those other areas of his game, or he has to try to stick out more in those areas of the game because he's not really sticking out on the score sheet, even though I know he has the potential to do it, if that makes sense. This is another place that you see, again, you see flashes Mm -hmm. of what we can get from him. We just, we need more. We need more than flashes. We need to, if I will continue the the camera uh, metaphor, I don't know a ton about cameras, but like if we can get a longer exposure on Yugo Chinikov, that would be just great. Um, He feels like a guy that I think probably is one of the later signings next summer. I don't think he's a guy that signs an extension this season. So, you know, some guys will sign contract extensions in the middle of the season. And, you know, I don't think he's one of those guys. Um, I think probably they're going to want to take care of, you know, uh, Johnson, Marchenko, Sillinger, maybe Blankenberg um, in the in the season or very early in the offseason. I think Chinikov is probably going to be one of those guys that, ex- that signs a contract extension, you know, maybe around about free agency time. Uh, he's an RFA, so they control his rights. So um, they have, you know, a little bit more push than they would with, um, you know, a guy like Eric Robinson, who's at UFA after this season. But yeah, he feels like a, he feels like a guy that they they figure out after they've locked up the big boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like he still can be a big boy, though. Like he only had four goals this year. He had 13 points in 30 games. That's that's about a three, just yeah. it's about a, a, a point every three games, which is about. It, it's more, I, I would want more. See, um, I think he's closer to he's he's closer to me f- to a point every two games. That's like the glass, or yeah, yeah, that's like the glass half full right there. Is because yeah. he's at. I guess what is it? Thir- Thirteen in 
Right. He's he's at 13 and 30, and I'm taking that as a point every two games. And you're taking that as a point every three games, which it could be one or the other. We don't know because he only played 30. I guess it's it's a point every two and a half games, I guess. Let's let's split the difference. There you go. That's fine. I mean, like for eight again, for eight hundred K, I would that's not bad. And he's and he's minus six, so we're ragging on his defense, or we're not ragging on his defense. We're just saying he definitely needs to add that if he doesn't already have that and keep that going. But he was minus six, so he's doing something on the ice that's helping the team at just at least not let the floodgates complete completely open. You know, there also could be assist threes here that are ghost, you know, assists that aren't obviously on the stat mm-hmm. sheet. I guess that's where the plus minus comes in and helps. But I think there's something here with him. He's only 22. Like, that's still crazy to think about for Igor Chinikov because we drafted him back in 2020. He's worn a Blue Jackets jersey at least two years, but still he's much younger than some of these other guys that we're talking about coming up in the ranks. So it's like, you know, but that that does also mean that your seat's getting a little warm too because – we have guys in the ranks, you know, that have been maybe waiting their turn. So it's, it's time to it's go. A weird, it's a weird problem to have in terms of, like, depth. Because I feel like at the minute, basically, apart from, like, let's say apart from guys like Johnson and Juracek, who are clearly a, a step above most of the rest of the prospects that they have, I feel like it's tough to really look at these prospects and rank them. I feel like they're all kind of on a level. And so really it's their job to separate themselves from the pack. And I think Chinokov has a step up in that he's got this NHL experience. You know, he's got, what, what did we say, 92 NHL games under his belt already. And he's 22. Uh, when does he turn 23? Oh, yeah, he doesn't, turn tw- he doesn't turn 23 until February. So he's, you know, he's a young 22. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I, I like Chinokov a lot. Um, I think he's got potential. Um, I just hope that he doesn't turn into yet another Blue Jackets first round pick that is good, but not great. Like a Sonny Milano. Mm -hmm. That's not what you want, right? You don't want that. Uh, That was a tough name to bring up right now because he's like, no. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's give a grade for the guy and then let's put a bow on this thing. Where are you at? I'll let you go first with Igor Chinikov on this past season. Again, this is a, this is another player that I didn't really come into the episode. Like, this is what grade I'm going to give him. Um, I'm going to give him either a B minus or a C plus. I think he's mm. right on the like right on that line. Like a, a generous teacher would probably give him a B a B minus. A kind of a hard ass teacher would probably give him a C plus. Um, and I am at my heart a generous teacher. I think so. I'm going to give him that B minus. Uh, I just yeah, he's another guy that. You can see flashes of what he's going to be, but I want to see more than flashes. You know, if we're having this exact conversation this time next season, like I'm, I'm not going to be super impressed with it. I agree. I agree. Um, so what are you, what's the big thing he needs to work on? Like, what are you putting on his test? Like, what are you circling in the top right? Oh yeah. Like it needs work. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, I think his, his possession play. Need work. I think his skating is fine. Um, his shot, obviously, that's his big strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's how he plays away from the puck. I think so. Not not possession exactly, but um, what's the word? Like positioning. I think mm-hmm. is, is the word I want. 
Um, okay. It's you know he needs to put him. He needs to be able to able to put himself in positions to shoot. And that's again to to go back to Marchenko. And it's hard not to compare them because you know two young Russian goal scorers that play on the same team. Um, Marchenko puts himself in positions to shoot the puck, and he puts himself in positions to score goals. And I would like to see more of that from Chinikov. Fair, fair. Yeah, don't rely on other players to put mm-hmm. you in that position. I like Chinikov. I like the season he had this past year. I think he he got better. He scored more points this year than he did the year before, which is an improvement, or at least he scored more per game. I said that. I didn't even have it ready for you. No, yeah. He scored 14 points in 62 games last year. He, he scored 13 in 30, so he matched – what he did last year in half the time. So he took a which, big step forward. He took a big step forward in another that another big step forward. Another big step forward. I completely agree. But after this past season, he got injured. He couldn't really help it. When he did come in, he lit it up with the monsters. That's just enough because I love the monsters for me to give him an A minus. I'm giving him an A. I'm giving him an A because the goals that he scored too, they just stick out in my head. I think we, I love talking about this with certain guys like Line and Marchenko. Like those two guys score really cool looking goals. Like I feel like Chinikov is in that tier. Like when he scores, like he doesn't score the type of goal that you just put on the board, but it's like the other team felt that one in their soul. Like he could have shot that through the net kind of speed. That's what he okay, brings. This is, okay, here's, here's a name that I would love. Igor Chunikov to turn into. I would love to get an Oliver Alex Ovechkin. Sorry. I would love to get an Oliver Bjorkstrand out of Igor Chunikov. Mm-hmm. That we feels need... like yeah. That feels like the very, very highest ceiling that we could get. I don't think we'll get there, but if we could get that kind of player out of him, because yeah. Bjorkstrand was a goal scorer, but he was also very quietly kind of one of the best transition players on the team, and he had some of the best possession numbers on the team. You know. And when you know what? Was, when he had cold streaks, he did other things well. And that's mm-hmm. what I'd like to see from Chinikov. I was going to say, you said Bjorkstrand was all those things. He still is those things he with Seattle. Is. He is killing it with the Kraken. He's not a blue jacket, so he's dead to us. True. <laughs> he's unfortunately, not dead. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that is the case. And we are going to be dead for now. And uh, I just want to remind you one more time that this episode is brought to you by Game Time. That's all we have for you t- today. Tomorrow, we will be talking with one of our friends from Locked On Flyers about the trade that happened earlier this week. So that should be a really exciting, uh, informative episode. As we know, Locked On Flyers, they paid much more attention to this guy that we got. So we'll get a full in-depth breakdown on that. Thank you so much for listening, making this your first listen every day. We appreciate that. Locked On Blue Jackets, again, free and available on all podcast platforms, the YouTube and SiriusXM apps. I've been Hayden Heilstorn. You can find me at Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster. That's Jacob with a K. And then throw an R after the O for me to find him. And you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. And then you can email the show locked on blue jackets at gmail.com thank you once again for listening and until tomorrow make sure you stay locked on